0: Fresno State is, um, you know, we've had some great games with Fresno State our first two years. Justin Hudson's their coach, does a great job, um, and we've had some battles. You know, the first year, both the regular season games came right down to the wire, and last year, um, the game here goes into overtime. They make a last-second shot, and we had a pretty tight one at their place as well. So, um, a lot of close games, whether it's last two years or even over the the past year, is there a, they're a tough team. They got a lot of new faces in their program. And then, of course, they got hit by COVID as hard as anybody in the country. I think they've had five games canceled and um, played 291 games before their first um, opener and been shut down quite a few times. So, But they're really starting to hit their groove. Um, they've been very, very good at home, 7-1 and one at home. They're big, strong, and athletic. Um, they're going to play a couple seven-footers. Together at times, of course, Orlando Robinson's a very good player. He does a lot of different things for them. He's so versatile, can play the four and the five. He's an excellent passer and then can score it at every um, level. They're an excellent offensive rebounding team. I believe they're number two in our league. They have six guys that average over one offensive rebound a game. Um, They get to the free throw line a lot. They're third in the conference with – they're third in the Mountain West – Averaging seven steals a game, um, and most of those are steals that are catastrophic, meaning that lead to direct baskets um, the other way. You know, at home their margins are really good. They're plus 14 points a game at home. They're plus seven and a half on the rebounding edge um, at home. They're just a whole other team at home, which is I would say pretty typical when you have a lot of new guys um, in your program. We're going to see a lot of man. We're going to see some full-court pickup, whether it's a just man-to-man full-court or presses. Um, we might see a little bit of 2-2-1 two, two, um, dropping back to man or 2, two one dropping back to um, a 2-3 zone. So, um, uh, and then offensively, we're going to see a lot of different stuff, a lot of isos, a lot of ball screen stuff, a lot of post touches They kind of try to hit you in a lot of different fashions. They play a lot of guys. Uh, they play 11 guys. 11 guys on their team average double-digit minutes. And so they're playing a lot of different guys in a lot of different spots. They'll, they'll play f- up to 14 guys um, a game. So knowing their personnel will be big um, for for our guys, um, whether they're shooters, drivers, slashers, rebounders, whatever it might be. So um, we're excited to play again. You know, it's it's kind of interesting. We played four games in eight days in six games in 14 days and now we haven't had a game in eight days and it feels like an eternity so we've been able to kind of regroup get our bodies healthy and and get our minds right and uh, we're excited for the opportunity to compete again and with that long um debriefing does anybody have any questions
1: Hey, Coach, this is Sean. I was just going to ask you, what did you do with your with your time off, with your you know, week? You've had a week, I guess, more than a week between games. What have you done with that time?
0: Well, we did a little bit of everything. You know, um, we got back to Logan at about 4.30 in the morning on um, Wednesday night slash Thursday morning, and we gave our guys that whole day off, and some of our guys we gave two days off, including Friday. Uh, other guys we did some individual stuff with, that day, we, I thought we had two very good practices, Saturday and Sunday. And um, we just, you know, I, I, a lot of shooting to stay in a rhythm, but we're able to to fine-tune some things. And, and uh, you know, during that stretch, it's, I mean, obviously we practiced, but it was hard to really kind of, besides maybe one or two of those days, to just really totally get after it, um, you're almost more maintenance than, you know, but I thought we were able to kind of go back to the basics with some things and add a few things to the play, you know, to the packages, so to speak on both sides, offensively, defensively um, tweak some things to help to, I think help some of our personnel um, utilizing their strengths a little bit more, but really kind of went over some, some situational stuff, just kind of painted it with a broad brush and also were able to fine tune and hone in on some areas that, Maybe there was some slippage in, or some areas that we haven't done for quite some time. So we we did a little bit of everything, and then just just a lot of get your help get your bodies back right, both physically and mentally.
1: Hey, Coach Al here. I was just figuring it out today. In uh, February and March, in your first two years, you've got twenty-one and three. Is that a way you've coached the team down through the years to do that? Has that been the development of the team? And then the other question along that would be, can we even think about that this year because of the way it's been with COVID? Is it a different season than it's ever been at this point going into February?
0: I definitely think it's different uh, because everything's been different with the layoffs. And, you know, obviously this year the scheduling is different. You just got to kind of expect the unexpected. Knock on wood, we've been fortunate here to be able to get a long stretch of games in. We've been fortunate on our end and our opponents been healthy as well. So we've been fortunate to kind of stay on schedule that way. And all you got to do is look at our women's team and they missed three, I think three games um, from a little bit of both, right? Positive tests on their end and from the other teams, I believe. So been fortunate that way. We have been, knock on wood, you know, we've been able to play our best basketball at the end of the year and peak at the right time. And you always try to Keep that in mind through your training and your practice routines, and um, and looking at your schedule ahead of time to kind of anticipate some things. And there's some things that go into that, you know, with training and um, and kind of tapering, I guess, as long-distance runners would say. And you try to taper it and 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 peak at the right time through your conditioning and your lifting, and and also just your your schedule whether it's traveling and, and those sorts of things. So we've been fortunate that way and we hope we can do the same thing this year. Then let me
1: ask specifically about Fresno. You, you look at their stats and you think they'd be a better team. Maybe if they played the four guards or the smaller guys with Robinson, (laughs) because the other big guy, but some think that Robinson might be better if you pull him a little bit away from the basket to play. So what, what do you think about that?
0: Well, I think Robinson's good no matter where you put him. <laughs> he, he's, that guy's a player. Um, I mean, he's he's uh, he, he's got a unique game. He's so skilled. He shoots it. Not that he shoots a lot of threes, but he can make them. Of course, he handles it well to his right and his left. He's a good passer, and then of course you can he can score in the block. So and they and they run a lot of isos for him, kind of at the mid post area and even the top of the key. So. Um, and, and the mid-post area and the elbow area. So, like, they, they move them around a lot, which is smart. Um, it puts a lot of pressure on you. And so, you know, they, they, but they're, they're hard to prepare for because they're like two different teams. When they play big-big, they play a certain way. And when they play, you know, Robinson is kind of like their five-man. They play a different way. In both ways, they put pressure on you. So you got to prepare for both. You know, it's a little – I mean, it's different, but we were kind of like that a couple of years ago. When Nimi was the five and Quinn Taylor was the five, it was almost like two different teams. So it's uh, put a lot of pressure on you. You know that they're an excellent offensive rebounding team, number two offensive rebounding team in the league. And part of that is just their size and their athleticism. When I mean when you can play Deion Stroud as a three, like that guy's a freak athletic. I mean, he is a freak. Like his highlight reel would be unbelievable. Uh, but then they play a little bit smaller, and he can be their four man. And the same with. Um, um my numbers got cut up on the stats anthony holland number 25 um same thing they can play small ball when he's the four and you look at his numbers 45 of his 52 shots are from the three um uh, but they can also play him at the three spot so gotta be ready it's almost like two different teams and you gotta prepare for that number 11 for them christian gray is you know he's only six five but he's 250 pounds so, he'd be like a non traditional. I mean, he puts pressure on you because he's just a, uh, I mean, he just moves people out there. So, there's a lot of ways to look at it. And I think that's a sign of, you know, good teams. You can play a lot of different ways. And we're going to have to be able to adjust and see how they're playing and what works best for us, depending on, you know, our lineup and, and their lineup. But that's the thing that with these guys, when you play 11 guys double digit, at the, when you have 11 guys that average double digits, and the three other guys play almost every game, and it's just like you just got to be on point and really understand their personnel. And We spent a little extra time this week learning their personnel, so we are on point with regardless of who they play.
1: So is is Robinson a challenge for Nimi to play man, man-to-man because of how he is, a little different than a, than a big seven-footer like he might play against?
0: Well, we'll see. I mean, again, there's different ways to look at that. Uh, But because he is such a versatile player and they move him around so much, we just got to see what matchup works for us. You know, whether it's Justin Bean, Alfonso Anderson, uh, Nimi or or Trevin, um, I anticipate a lot of different guys guarding him. And uh, I don't think
1: it'll be a steady diet of one guy. Coach Audrey here. Speaking of Trevin, I want to know his improvement from year one to year two, how far he's came along and what you've seen out of him so far. Trevin's
0: made a lot of plays for us. You know, he impacts the game in a very positive way. Uh, he, he's an I would say he's an elite screener role defender. I mean, he's a big man, and he's a very athletic man. Uh, his numbers are off the charts in, a, in the weight room with with Coach Ogden, um, whether it's strength and condition, you know, whether it's lifting or running. I mean, he's a freak athlete. He's a very good athlete. And so he's really improved understanding the game, having a feel for the game, knowing what he needs to do, understanding positioning and like shrinking the floor. That's one thing Kata does so well. And that's where Nimi's made huge progress. Or I'm sorry, that's where um, Trevin has made huge progress. And then on the other side of the floor, he's made great progress with, um, like knowing who he is and what he is and just having like the same type of deal, the feel to understand when to go into a ball screen, when to go into a, you know, a flare screen or a down screen, when to post up. He's really improved his touch around the basket has improved dramatically. That hasn't always shown in the games yet. Um, but it will show eventually because he does it in practice. And sometimes you just, sometimes there can be a little bit of a, you know, just taking it from practice to game and just feeling comfortable with that. Trevin's good, but he's playing behind. I mean, Kata is, you know, does what he does. And so he's behind a really, really good player. But I mean, Trevin's got a bright, bright future. And, you know, he still has, he's a sophomore, which means next year he gets to repeat his sophomore year. So he still has three and a half seasons to go. But we're very pleased with the progress that he has made. And the other thing with Trevin, he's going to give everything he's got all the time. And so he's always going to do that. But now he's carrying it out on the mental side and understanding just conceptually what we're trying to do. And he's fitting right in perfectly.
1: And then one more question, Coach. Uh, Leon Rice about a month ago talked about how he would like to see the Mountain West Conference tournaments Shrink, shrunk down from eleven teams to me eight or six or just done differently with his most important reason being COVID and his second reason being that you don't want to hurt the top four teams if they're at large tourney you know NCAA tourney bursts are ahead. Can I get your thoughts? It they do you like where the tournament should be this year or do you think they should make changes with all the COVID issues?
0: I mean honestly, that's a great question. I haven't even thought about it um because I can't control it. So I try not to waste my time thinking about it. You can make the argument every year to protect your top four teams. You shouldn't have the bracket the way we have it uh, because you always have a chance to look at, uh, look at us the last two years. We're the number two seed win the league. The one year we're, um, I mean, our first year we were probably in last year, we're a bubble team and we almost lost the quarterfinal game both years. So you could use that argument every year. That's not exclusive to this year. Um, I don't know. I'd have to think more about that. Uh, I got enough to worry about with our team, just trying to be the best we can be. Thanks, Coach. You bet. Good question, Ajay. I just haven't thought about it. Nor, Nor should you.